I'm not saying it's not funny, but maybe it'll be funnier in a year. In a year? A whole year? I mean, it was He said it like last week, though. It was pretty devastating. He said break the forest. I know what he said. He said, like, as if... The thing is, like, he said it, like, as if no one has thought of this before. Like, you just... Like, you're really that great a president. You just thought of break the forest. Like, that was your... Oh, God. First of all, breaking the forest sounds like it could be a euphemism. For what? Um, I mean, he, he he's not one for euphemisms. That's not his thing. I think we established that, right? You know how, like... Nah, never mind. I'm not gonna say it. And the euphemisms. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here we are. Yeah, we're back. Stating our take after Thanksgiving. Yeah. How was your Thanksgiving? It was cool. Um, it's cool in your relationship because you can get like two Thanksgivings and. That's one of the cool things about not being single. Yeah. Is getting two Thanksgivings. Or if you just have friends, like you can just go and serve, go from house to house and get meals. Do we need to, as a nation, consent that turkey should no longer be the main dish during Thanksgiving? No. And we need to change it to macaroni and cheese? No. Or like cornbread? No, you're doing too much. Because people will love fried turkeys. All the time. I'm not saying turkey shouldn't be there. I'm just saying it doesn't need to be the star of the show anymore. It can be. Like he's something he's just. Always- it can be sure, but is it ever? No. Here's the thing. It's like it'd be like if you see like young women singing and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, you see like Payla Bell shows up. Then I go, you can't be just like push to the back. Like it's bad. You gotta be in the front. You gotta like it's turkey. Like just. You don't, don't 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 do that. You're doing too much. Just let turkey be turkey. But have we ever thought about why it's turkey? Because that's what the, because that's what they offered the first Thanksgiving. Do we know that? We don't know a lot of things. Like, do we know that as a fact? I never look. I haven't studied Thanksgiving that day that in much in depth. But that's what I've been told. Mm. And I don't really care much to dig deeper. Like, if you tell me that, okay, I'm not gonna like refute it. I don't have the energy to refute. You telling you I have to eat turkey on Thanksgiving. It's not that important of an issue to me. I just say, oh, it's turkey. Cool. Right, exactly. You don't get up for turkey. But it's still there. You get up for macaroni and cheese. I mean, yeah. It's a, it's an appreciated side, but that's not... You can't just have like a thing... Because the thing is that people also do mac and cheese wrong. If you watch Food Network, you know what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Like, lest ye be judged... For thy thank, uh, Thanksgiving macaroni and cheese. Nah. Nah. You can't have trash macaroni and cheese. You could have a trash turkey. You can't have trash macaroni and cheese. Like, Have you not watched Food Network? Have you seen the no, video no, 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 where no. they put yeah, like, no. Brussels sprouts and You're all absolutely that right. of shit? But what you I'm saying is that like, if you have trash macaroni and cheese, that's it. You're not invited next year. But if you have a trash turkey, or maybe it's a little dry, or maybe you didn't fry it, maybe you elected to roast it instead, you could look past that. Right? I think it's like why I think it's, I think you, I think you more solidify why it's the main dish and everyone's thing because if it's dry, you can like that's okay, it's a little dry, but you're not gonna you're not gonna shun them. If I see someone with Brussels sprouts in their mac and cheese, I'm probably not talking to you no more. That's why that's why it can be a side dish because like you don't go to someone's house and say like your your turkey was trash. 
I think you just more said why it can't be. There. Where have you ever seen Brussels sprouts and macaroni and cheese? Dog, watch Food Network. There's like a like a video going viral with just people's reactions to them making this mac and cheese. I'll show it to you later. All but right. it's yeah. All right. I'll show it to you later. It's but pretty than, funny. Other than that, your Thanksgiving one was cool. Yeah, man, it was great. Um, it's your favorite holiday. It's my favorite holiday. We learned about that on one of the previous episodes. I did. Yeah, I did because I because I did what I was supposed to do. Like I ate and I took a nap. Did you bring sweatpants? Nah, I don't, I don't. I don't get down like that. Like, that. like mm. I don't want to eat like I'm uncomfortable. That's not fun for me. Oh, well, well, what are you supposed to do? Just eat till you had a good point. Like mm. it's like you gotta tell that line because I don't want to just be like laid out, like inflated. Isn't that like half the fun? No, because oh. I ate something gets to a good point where you're like you're not or you're or you're full but you're not like that full. And then you just lay down and you take it and just ease into a nap. Oh, okay. All right. Before we do anything else, we got some shout outs we have to give. Okay, yeah. Because last week we went to the H Town Podfest 2018. 2018. Is that an annual thing or is that just the first? Oh, the first one? Is that there have many of those? I think they said this was the first one. Okay, cool. It was at Bar Boheme. Boheme? Boheme? Bo Mimi? I don't know what. Not I don't Bo know. Mimi, you, you just put letters that weren't even there, but. I don't know how you pronounce it. But we went to this meetup of local Houston podcasters. And man, oh man, I did not know what to expect, but I did not expect such a warm welcoming. Yeah, they were great. They were awesome. And uh, I want to thank all of you guys that we met out there. Three beers and a mic, random ramblings with Rob, Houston ish. Nabish Pancake. Is that how you say that? Nabish? Yeah, Nabish. Uh, Cult 45, your boy. Yeah. Uh, no Crazy. Redeeming Qualities, The Raw Cast, Little Podcast in Texas, Nerdy Bitches, Murder City Podcast. Thank you all so much for welcoming us into the podcasting community here right. in this lovely city. I didn't know I know. Like, I knew I would know someone there, but I just always get reminded how big Houston is and how small it is at the same time. Yeah. Like every time I go out, I know someone's like, hey, what's high school with you? It's like, damn. Every time I go out, that ha- like that happens a lot of times I go out. You do run that risk <clears throat> in this city of running into somebody you this know. It's a wide ass city, though. Yeah. It's, but you still, everyone's in the same spots. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But it's cool in this city. It's cool in this instance. Though. Very cool. Also, very uh, nerve wracking if you're trying to avoid certain people. Yeah, you never know. You never know where they're going to show up. You never know. Uh, but yeah, that was great. I'm looking forward to the next one. I'm looking forward to um, going on other people's shows, having other people on this show. Collabs. Collabs. Linking up. Collabs. You know what I'm saying? Mixing up. Building. Yeah. Networking. Those are all the buzz terms. Collabs. Collabs. All right. I I saw you sneak this in because this is like kind of an update to the- uh, It is. <laughs> It is. To like our very first episode. Yeah. Gavin McInnes quits the Proud Boys. Not so proud. Oh my God. Not that proud. What happened to his pride? Uh, FBI. <laughs> <laughs> the feds. Dateline. Uh, I guess New York. Whatever. 
The founder of the alt-right hate group Proud Boys has parted ways with the organization a day after the FBI called it an extremist organization with ties to white nationalism. It's hot in here. Get your mans. It's hot in here. Gavin McGinnis, who was also one of Vice Media's co-founders, but left the company over a decade ago, took to YouTube on Wednesday, because when you need to disavow a group. That's where you do it. You go to YouTube. looking at you. Uh, officially announcing he's disassociating himself with the Proud Boys in all capacities forever to ease some of the legal stress of the group's me- uh, to ease some of the legal stress the group members are facing. He's doing the same thing Takashi Six Nine is doing right now. Oh, I was just playing. Just kidding. Didn't mean it. It was just Twitter, bro. <laughs> Why you so mad? What do you make of this? Is he really? severing ties or is he just saving face at this point uh saving face but like he has to do it publicly because like it's just hot the feds on you now i was told not i wasn't told but i've heard that this all started off as a ruse a little bit of a lighthearted joke and it became something much more than what they intended it to be what do you mean like they started it kind of like a joke to say like um, this is the weirdest, most extreme way we can create a group of, I don't know, solidarity. I believe that. But you know how like when people hear about something and they attach themselves to it yeah. and they become really attached to it? I can believe that though. Because think about all the things that we talked about. Like yeah, they have the, to, all the part, all the levels of membership. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. It's all just a joke, but some people took it very seriously, and it became Clearly. a bigger problem than what they intended it to be. A bigger, weirder, weirder problem, too. Just Now, I'm not saying this boy, this guy, uh, what's his name? Gavin McGinnis isn't uh, with the fuck shit, because he certainly sounds like he's with the fuck shit. Yeah. Based on purely what he's dressed like. But I don't know if he necessarily had this in mind he looks like a confederate war general that came back from the past into our time and instead of like picking up his musket he went to work at starbucks <laughs> that's what looks like that's what he looks like to me in williamsburg right oh um, like he has a blog instead of just like so now that the fbi has officially called them an extremist organization mm-hmm. are you scared yet no <laughs> no you're still not scared huh I mean, no, I, no, they're just really weird. And I think it's just one of those things that just kind of, I guess when you play into people's emotions, like hate or just fear, you can get people to do just all kinds of bizarre things. Like you can make them vow to not masturbate or, um, semen in, semen out, man. Right. You can make them do things like that because they're just so tied to like the hate part of it that all the other stuff makes sense to you. You just, so wrapped up in it. And there are also people out there that know this and will play and use it to play you into doing what they want you to do. Quote, I do this reluctantly because I see it as the greatest fraternal organization in the world. But rumors and lies and bad journalism have made its way to the court system and the NYC nine are facing serious charges. He wrote on the YouTube post referring to the group's New York members. So there's only nine of them in New York. Yeah. No. That's what by, by, if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> there's only nine of them. 
At least six Proud Boys members are facing charges from an October 12th beatdown of a trio of Antifa members who were protesting a speech McGinnis was giving at the Metropolitan Republican Club in Manhattan. The members have been slapped <laughs> with variety of rioting and gang assault charges. Quote, I'm told by my legal team and law enforcement that this gesture could help alleviate their sentencing. Fine. At the very least, this will show jurors that they are not dealing with a gang and there is no head of operations. All right. We are not an extremist group and we do not have ties with white national nationalists, McInnes wrote. Um, yeah, it definitely sounds like he's copping, please. That's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of bullshit that like one stanza, though. It's like a whole lot of just. Yeah, just BS. Like, it was a lot of it. A lot. Especially because. All evidence points to the contrary. That and like them charges are their charges. I don't like. I don't want anyone to think that just because he leaves that they're gonna get a better deal. Those like those dudes, those nine again charged can get charged regardless of what he what this man does. This man, he's gonna cause it's hot for him. That he's not complete for these nine people. Yeah, because <clears throat> I ain't never I've never heard of it being to the point where you can get charged and somebody who had nothing to do with you or no one even no one was there around you. He says he I'm not with y'all no more. Then he's like, oh well, since he's gone, then he, yeah, we'll, we'll take we'll take a plea then. Well, I think what they want to do is that they scooped up these six dudes and they're like, all right, give us what you got on uh, McGinnis. Oh, probably. And then we'll we'll reduce your sentence. Because you know, you know they snitching. Because that's all they want to do. You know they snitching. Yeah, they're going to sing. You know they snitching. They're definitely snitching. Because, listen, when you're so pent up full of semen, the last place you want to be, or maybe the first place you want to be, Gross. is locked up in a cell. With another man. Uh, With a nice mouth. Thick, full lips. Pouty lips. Wet. A wet mouth. I don't know. Maybe. Should we move on from now? I think so. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you in hell, uh, (laughs) McGinnis. You know what 2018 was? A great year for music. It was. And we decided here at State Your Take to put together our lists individually of the top 10 albums of the year. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. You want me to go first? Okay. Um, let me pull up my document here. All right. So admittedly, I went kind of left field, not left field, but I, I tried to pick albums by artists that I did not think that you would pick because I didn't want us to have like a bunch of overlap. Okay. But after discussing our picks earlier, yeah, it doesn't seem like that would have been the case at all because you picked a bunch of shit that I've never even heard of. I mean, yeah, I went what I, went what I was going to pick. Like if we had overlap, I didn't care. Cause like this is, this is, uh, you asked me what are my top 10, this is my top 10 period. But I mean, it would have been very entertaining for the audience to he, just hear us say like, oh, yeah, that's one of my no, top albums, too. The thing is, like, if everyone likes the shit, it's probably because it's good shit. Like, just because everyone likes it doesn't mean it's probably bad. It doesn't mean that you won't like it. People, sometimes things are away because of a reason, because it's really good. Yeah. So that's why I didn't care. I, <laughs> I agree with that. I just, you know, wanted to try to make it. I mean, these these are albums that I, if you looked at my Spotify these would be in the most played and my heavy rotation, or whatever. But 
one of these albums, I think one or two of these albums only came out in the past like three months. So that's just, that just goes to show you like what I listen to. All right. In no particular order. Ooh, that's how I got around ranking these. I'm going to rank them. You're going to rank yours? I'm going to rank mine. I can't rank mine, man. These are all tied for first. <laughs> All right, my first album is A&T My Retirement Plan is Death Mayweather is the color commentator Spent the whole fight complaining How they taking all the day jobs Open a store that feels like home The only product we sell is interaction The first visit is free Call it the friend zone 50 plus if you want us to let you back in Set up a chain Okay, A&T is a lyricist that I've been familiar with For a few years now Super like indie, super indie. I think this kid's from like Berkeley, California, and I say kid loosely because I'm pretty sure he's older than me. But his first album, Peasant Symphony, I bumped like daily for probably a year, and um, he came back this year with a new album. Um, some of the cleanest lyrics I've ever heard. He really knows how to paint the picture with with words and with letting you know that he's a blue collar commoner, you know, nine to five kind of guy who just wants to rap and make music for a living. Um, really enjoyed this album. Really great to hear him back. My favorite track off that album, Bottle of Companions. All right. Also tied for first, Middle Class Rut, Gutters. This is heavy, loud garage rock and roll. Um, again, another artist, another band that took a hiatus from making music for five years. They came back with fan support, was able to go on a little tour. Um, I didn't get to see them. I'm pretty sure they didn't even get to Texas. But if they ever do, come to your town. Go check them out. They're fantastic. Favorite track off that album? No Sale. All right, third place for first. Third place for first. Wheezy, Wheezy F baby, the Carter Five. Don't you tune the lunatic? My goonie goons the gooniest. Run inside your room and kill you and who you're rooming with. The Uzi with the booty clip. More than one, I'm too equipped. Talking about some fake niggas based on true events. Trying not to get pinched. Smoking on a stupid stench. Looking in the mirror, trying to figure where my pupils went. Flashy with a. What are you shaking your head for? I'd have put that on my top 10 like 15 years ago. Well, this isn't your top 10. I'm saying, yeah. This is my top 10. I know. Ed. I'm just saying, like. I don't need your that's fine. shade. Whatever. Okay? It's a that's nice cool. day outside. I'd like to get some sunset. I'm just saying. Weezy's back, baby. It wasn't a bad album. It's just. There, no, listen. There's a lot of songs. There's some filler on here. But the songs that hit really hit. Uproar, fantastic. Mona Lisa, incredible. It sucks to hear that song on the radio. I don't know why they released that as a single. It's fucking dumb. To, might, because they you have to like pick and choose. No, it's a it's a fire song, but to bleep out every other word is just yeah. But you got to pick something that also sounds current, yeah. so you don't have much to pick up from it that sounds current. So no, they should have picked "Let It Fly," which is my favorite song on the album. I mean, one yeah. because Travis is hot right now. 
There's probably no rapper hotter than Travis Scott right now. I think now. that Travis Scott is not. I don't even think he's a lyricist. He makes interesting music, but he's not a lyricist. No, not by at all. any means. No, not at all. So yeah, just but when you people. blend that, yeah, with Wheezy, who or goes off on this track, yeah, that, yeah, that works. Has he's you a, listened to this song? I have. I, I, just, I just, I just, I think that Travis Scott people like when people critique him, they critique him as a rapper. Yeah, and I'm like, he's not a rapper. Like, nah, don't can't do that. Do that because his lyrics are trash. That's like critiquing me as a broadcaster. <laughs> I'm trash. But that's my favorite track on the album is Let It Fly. Uh, okay. What is that? So in fourth first place, Ali X, Super Sunset. This is fantastic pop music. This is exactly what you want your pop music to sound like. You just don't know it. You listen to this and you're like, oh, this is bright. This is colorful. It's honest. But it's also really fun to listen to. Okay. Favorite track off that album? Girl of the Year. Been a fan of hers for a long time. Been a fan of hers since she popped up on SoundCloud and she put up that song. um, uh, Catch. Great song. Missed it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just bit like. All right. Next on my list, Anderson Pock. Oxnard. My windows falling now. I see them washing us. We're almost home. Better keep your That's good. That's good, CD. Oh, yeah. Nobody's better at what they do than Anderson Pockets at making music. Like, he's f- fucking amazingly talented. He is. It's annoying almost. <laughs> it's like, how are you this good at something, man? And why have I not heard of you until last year? I don't know, man. I missed that whole wave. I don't know, man. That, that, that I can help you. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. There's too much music that comes out, man. It just a lot, a lot of stuff gets no, you, swept no, you, under the rug. No, you miss like that's what I'm saying. Like even though it's my top ten, that doesn't mean that there's not a bunch of good albums out there. That's true. Like there's a lot of great shit that I do not have on this list just because I'll just miss so much stuff, and I'll probably find it like two years later or right. even like months later after that shit came out. Like damn, this is dope. And yeah. You see that like, release date was like 2016. I was like, god damn it. Yeah. So that happens to me all the time. So, but these all came out this year, and I can tell you that. But yeah, no, like there were probably some dumb shit that came with the shit I'm not even listing. I don't even know when Anderson Pac came out. Like, when did his first album come out? If it was more than two years ago, then I'm I'm completely lost. I think it lost. might have been one, two years ago. Jesus Christ. But anyway, when I heard that he had new music coming out this year, I was like, all right, I am focused on that. I need to make sure that I hear that as soon as it drops. And I did. And I can't wait to revisit this album next summer. Because you know that, like, anytime something from Southern California gets made, it just sounds better in the summertime. Six, six summers. Yeah. S- same thing with the Vince Young album. Or Vince Young. Vince Staples. Vince Staples. <laughs> Vince Young. Yo, Vince Young's hot new CD, man. <laughs> uh, Vince Staples' album, uh, FM. I can't wait to hear that in, uh, in the summertime, too. Right. Uh, my favorite track off of Oxnard is Headlow. Next... Tied for first, Alias and Dose One, Less is Orchestra. Mm. 
Okay, this is another super nerdy rap underground pick. But Alias passed away earlier this year. Mm-hmm. And he is one of my favorite producers of all time. His ability to um, keep your ears interested in a track that could be purely instrumental is second to none. He creates melodies and rhythm and rhythmic patterns that you, as someone who once aspired to be a musician, he's someone I look to 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 to, to be like, yo, how the fuck did you do that? Um, Dos One's voice over his beats. I mean, it's it's a different type of genre if you really want to break it down. It's more than just hip hop. It's almost like I think they called it like. Um, I I don't even know I don't even know what the proper term was when 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 they made this album, but it's it's almost it's very dark, and it takes a, it takes a couple of listens to really get into it and 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 feel it. But man, oh man, I I it came out I think last month or earlier in November, but I've it's been steady rotation the whole time. Favorite track, Top Billing 2. Top what? Top Billing 2. It's not an actual sequel, but I don't know why they call it that. Okay. Next album, Type for First, Pusha T, Daytona. Yeah, that's right. King Push. Rooftop can host a painting sip for like 40. The war halls on my wall paint a war story. Had to find other ways to invest. Cause you rappers found every way to ruin protects. It's a nightmare, yeah. I'm too rare amongst all of this pink hair. Gave us not only best rap album, one of the best rap albums of the year, but possibly the best beef of the past five years. Can we say that? Ten years, maybe? I don't know. Just because, like... I feel like Sheetha doesn't get enough love, though. That I don't, but that's not a beef. Okay, that but I mean that's that was because Nicki didn't clap back. It wasn't even a beef though. That wasn't a beef then either because Bridget Prince said said it doesn't happen no more. No, 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 no. Drake responded. He put out that dumpy freestyle. Yeah. And then and then Push said, "Nah, fam, you are hiding a child." If if Nicki had had responded to Sheether, we might have had something. But I think she did, but Remy, it wasn't what it was. No, it, it wasn't. Was. That wasn't it. That wasn't what it was. Yeah, no, right. Remy destroyed her on that track though. So if it doesn't get enough love though. It really doesn't. Because everyone's talking about like battle. I'm like, that's that's up there. Cause Heather was she yeah. As far as battle tracks go, no, yeah. Like, as far there. as disc records go, yeah, yeah up it's up certainly up there. But we didn't get the full, you know, beef experience. But also with this album, Daytona, it was the only good music release during that month of good music releases that didn't get overshadowed by Kanye's fuckery. Oh yeah. Like I mean, it, it kind of came and it, it dominated and we listened to it. And we're like, yo, Kanye's back. And then Kanye kind of went Kanye and then it messed up the releases for everything else. Like Tiana Taylor's album. 
which also, which also wasn't bad either. Wasn't bad, but it probably wasn't the album. It definitely, I don't think it was the album that she was expecting for it to come out. By good. the sound of the way she was saying in her in her interviews, which is like, I don't, I don't know this album. <laughs> Didn't People love like it. That's thing. That's that's the weird thing. It's like the weird thing about that is that Tiana Taylor's albums, like she's she's put out have have been like Miller Road Miller Road for the most part and this mm-hmm. is like the most acclaimed album that everyone's talking about it's probably like singing your best work yeah and you're like oh, that's not mine like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you guys really like this one you should have heard the album that we actually made right it's weird did you listen to Kids, Kids See Ghosts uh, a little bit of it I was I was underwhelmed people liked it but I was always, I was underwhelmed by it though honestly I, I missed it huh I missed it the whole thing um, I think Daytona is a certified classic. Favorite track, Hard Piano. Okay, that's, that's not bad. With Ross. Next up, on my tie for first, on my top 10 albums, Jim Jones, Wasted Talent. Still pay the rules, not a folk get a pass. If we catch your ass slipping, bitch, you know we gon' blast. Never play the game, I go play the hand out. Never ever change on my bro. They stay down, I'ma be the same till I'm gone. Out like I won't go to sleep. Jones, Capo. Uh, if you would have told me that Jim Jones would be the Dipset member that puts out music that I'd be looking forward to the most, I would have laughed at you probably 10 years ago. I haven't checked with Jim Jones in like at least a decade. That's your problem right there, sir, because he's been flying under the radar, keeping that Dipset name alive. Damn. Like, I, I haven't checked with him in a long ass time. Well, I've- I certainly recommend you check him for this album. Because he's really come a long way as a rap. Like, he's rapping now. He's not just, you know, putting rhymes together. He's rapping. All right. I'll check it out. And Dipset just put out a new album. Like, all of them together. I saw that. It's pretty great. It's fun. It's a fun listen. I haven't. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like people are doing the reading thing. I don't know if I'm. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I don't, I'm not doing anything. You said that with a really ugly look on your face. The reunion thing is just that people are trying to come back to get these checks. What do they need to get checks for? They're getting know. checks. I don't, I don't like that. I don't take that back. No. Take it back. No. I don't have to. It happens. There's like a all groups are making are having reunion tours now. Jones. Favorite track? Gotta play the game. Alright, my next album is Mike Shinoda's Post Traumatic. No. It's not what I want, but it had to be. I spent six months just recharging my battery. Imagine me quitting what a travesty that'd be. You space shuttle challenges are nothing but tragedies. So take care on the path that you're headed. I'm the father to your style. Don't you ever- this is a very personal choice for me. Uh, when I heard that he was putting out an album after um, the passing of Chester Bennington, I was very much looking forward to what he was going to be the music he was going to be making. Um, his solo efforts are, you know, usually um, more like hip hop based, mm-hmm. but he's singing a lot on this record. And the the structure of the album, it's the way it starts off. It starts off on, you know, very, very dark. Um, and it ends, you know, sort of on a hopeful um, note. And I think that that's, it, it kind of mirrors the the stages of grief, you know, when you when you lose someone close to you or you go through some sort of traumatic experience. Um, it's it really reflect it reflects um, those those emotions that you feel, and you kind of go through his process with him. 
throughout the songs that he made. Um, so yeah, it's I I put that album very high on my list. Uh, my favorite track off that album is called Lift Off. Lift Off. But my number one, number one album. Okay, so it's actually number one. It's it's tied for number one. Of course. Nipsey Hustle, Victory Lap. I'm a urban legend, South Central in a certain section. Can't express how I curb detectives. Guesses, evidence of a divine presence. Blessings, held me down at times I seem reckless. Effort, got an L but got an E for effort. Stretched it, dropped him off in the When you put out an album and it takes me days to get past the first track. No. Huh? Because I'm just like, that shit is too fire. Like, I, I did not hear the second track on this song for like three days. Oh, damn. I'm not even kidding you. Damn. That first, that opening song, Victory Lap, whew, 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 fire. And Nipsey does something that not a lot of other artists do, which talk that empowerment and that street shit and blend it together. In a, in a, the most beautiful way. Like it's not like, it's not like they just you know floss on you or flex on you and talk about like the shit that they have, the cars that they got. They talk about no, you need to invest in businesses. They need you need to work your money and make sure that it it works for you and you don't work for it. Nipsey's fantastic. I fucks with Nip, and he also did a collaboration with the neighborhood. So that's like he's definitely getting himself out there. Yeah, and he's trying to get that crossover appeal too yeah um but yeah like i mentioned my favorite track off that is victory lap honorable mentions for me uh if i fail the author of all your pain apex twin collapse ep not sure if that counted because it's only like five songs but it's apex twin so they are they're always cool. i have that i thought the way about another album on this list but i'll go on that later what album i'll, I'll talk about it i'll, I'll talk about mine because i'll talk about are you talking about daytona yeah we're not gonna all right fine we'll have that argument i am um, like, but last on my honorable mentions is a perfect circle eat the elephant so that's my list of my top 10 number one albums i didn't have to work too hard to go outside of the green and make that list though like, no i didn't have to go okay. too hard. i didn't have to work too hard. yeah i'm sure there's a solid list yeah um so ed state your take on your top 10 albums all right my number 10 like what i just said is uh push t daytona they say that death comes in threes, how appropriate. appropriate. Triple break the Russian like Soviets. Soviets. Had the Kremlin, searching for the green like a gremlin. Presidential emblem, presidential tint on the shit that I am driven in. Woo! I just place orders and drop. Like, that's dope. I, it's, I think that's the first album I've ever heard uh, Push T on like a on a good beat. Uh like not no not 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 a, not the first album, but like consistently, like track after track after track. Uh have you heard Lord Willing? I don't know. I mean, are we like, not talking about clips albums? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I mean, just push T solo stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, always, the lyrics have always been there. That's why I listen to. That's why I fuck with push T. But the beats have always been there. My name is my name has some bangers though. Yeah, like there is a there are bangers there, but I'm like this is one consistent like each track. Right. Each 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 song. Each track like, like the bump like like the beats just like banging. You get that ugly there, face and the flow is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's not, that's what I mean by that. I feel that. Yeah, so that's why I like that's why I feel like this track this because he's always been flowing. Mm-hmm. Like he, like he he puts lyrics out there. That's what he does. So it's not like like he gets like what's different about this record? Because the flow's the same. It's been consistent throughout the entire career. But like this is beats. Like he's finally getting just like 
just banger beats and he's just like he's just ripping them up. Yep. And that's what makes it even though it's a seven like it's a seven um it do it tracks, do it, it is over before it even Bruh, really starts. Like that's what I'm saying. That's my that's why I, that's why I sold on my list. It, it, Cause it's dope. It's like it's seven tracks. But if it were Damn. eight, if it were eight and there were one misstep, you'd be like, ah, it's not as good as an album. But per- seven, but having seven like filet mignon course meals. Yeah, it's in my top ten. It's in my top ten, and that's a good place to be. Like, cause there's a lot of music out there. You're in my top ten. True. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it, we, it would have been higher if there were more tracks. That's all I'm just saying. Like I mean, the Wayne album. No, that. And if I had a time machine, that'd be on my higher on my list Ooh, also. I just, I just sliced up your whole point. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. How? I got in your head. You didn't. <laughs> like, not even a little just bit. Just pointing out all those plot holes. What plot holes? Mm-hmm. Figured you out. Are you just going to mm-hmm. agree with yourself? Nailed you. Gotcha. All right, yeah, so Push T is number 10. Um, yeah. I wish I had more tracks, though. Right. Number nine is Joey Perp, quarter thing. In a couple of days, you can stay if you want it. Oh, yeah. Don't spend a night, night with it. This is a first class flight. Don't fight with a nigga yet. She a freak, she a dancer. She gon' pop it on camera. Throw it back if you nasty. Bust it like it's elastic. Go ahead, break it down real low. So, um, Joey Perp is a Chicago-based rapper. Um, I, like this, I like this album because... Wait, what's your favorite? What's your favorite song off of Daytona? Um, favorite song of Santeria. Okay, Santeria. It was between that and Hard Piano too. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, we said, I was like, yeah. All right. It was between those two. All right. Now, who's this? Joey Perp. Joey Perp is a young um, Chicago-based rapper, um, but he doesn't really sound like Chance or anything like that. It's just, uh, he had, I think his first track sounds kind of like it, like you get the Chance vibe, but then he just goes into it. and It's like, oh, this is the Chance. <laughs> but. uh yeah, he raps about like that living that life, but it's, he doesn't really glorify it. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that's like he he kind of he's kind of from it and sees it, but it's like this isn't all that's there. Okay, so it's it's kind of a different perspective on on that lifestyle. Yeah, and I mean the beats the, the beats are banging, like the flow's great. How many tracks are on the album? That that I think has fourteen. Oh, so that's like a real album. Yeah. Okay. And like and and all and all the songs are pretty and all the songs are pretty much banging though. So. My favorite track on that song is Elastic. All right. Uh, number eight is Bun B, Return of the Trill. Ooh. But in the rear view, man, I can see me some headlights. Next thing you know, the fucking blue and the red lights. These streets never have police patrolling them when they supposed to. Now I'm looking for the Ozium. Trying to stash the weed so where he can't see. That's when I realize that I got my pistol on me. Yeah. So if you're, if you're from Houston, you like Houston rap, just do yourself a favor and get this album. Yeah. Like, cause it's just Bumby doing his thing. There's, there's some, there, there's some features on there too. There's, um, Big Crits on there. Uh, he's on a few songs. Two Chains is an appearance on there. Yo Gotti. There's a lot of people on there, but it's still Bumby's album. Like, you know, it's Bumby's. He's someone that's like, when you think of Houston rap, I don't know when it happened, but the shift happened between you think of immediately you think of Scarface and mm-hmm. the Ghetto Boys to Bun B and UGK. I think the thing about Bun is that Bun works with everyone. Like he's gonna like if you're in Houston or make something from Houston, he's willing to work with everybody. And I think that's why he's just so 
like attached to Houston rap because he's working with everyone, even all the young the young guys. Like he's working with everybody from Houston. Is he's is he Houston's version of Gucci Mane? It's got to be right. Like, how do people, people see Gucci Mane, though? Before? Like, he's he's got his ear to the street. He's working with the younger artists. He's using his name to um, rocket strap younger artists. Uh, yeah. 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 I would, yeah. If, if that's how you say it, then yeah, definitely. Like, if you go to any concert in Houston, he might be there. Like, he's probably going to show up on stage. And he's definitely going to be at the Rockets game. Yeah, absolutely. Probably show up at an Astros game. Yeah, he's everywhere. And he's all over Houston. And he's from Port Arthur. That's the thing. He's from Port Arthur, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so he's just everywhere. But now this album, it's, it feels like a throwback. Um, just from anything you heard from like 99-2000. It feels like that, but it doesn't feel dated at the same time. Like you, like you can tell the influence of Houston rap, but it doesn't feel like it's made in 2000. So it's like the Wayne album? No. Uh, once again, no. <laughs> Got you. It's not, Figured though. you out. Just making you look like a fool out here. Okay. Looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. <laughs> What's your favorite track off that album? My favorite track on the album is "Blood on the Dash," and it's an interesting track because it's it's the the um verses. It talks about like um people get young men getting pulled over, and each verse is like a different perspective. Like one verse is from the guy getting pulled over, and one verse is from the cop pulling the guy over, and so it's just an interesting perspective. Like because people always see it one side, but like that song shows you both sides. And it's like oh. I love those types of songs. Yeah, no, it's 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 pretty interesting. But on a dash, that is um my uh yeah, that's my number. That's number eight. Number seven is Mac Miller swimming. You keep on saying you want love, so tell me are you really down? Are you really down? Yeah, go back to my crib and play some forty five. Okay. Yeah. Now we're getting into it. Yeah. Cause was this on your now? Full disclosure: was this on your list before he passed away? Yes, it was. And the thing about it is, is that's why it was such a tragedy that he he passed away. Because when Wiz Khalifa came out and got big, he was like from Pittsburgh. So I also discovered him back then at the same time, and so. Like I followed Mac Miller and his Blue Sides Park stuff and it was and his younger stuff and it sounded like younger and funner and stuff like that. But as he as he made more albums, it got like more mature and like his voice, like it, like his sound was changing. I think like with Divine Feminines when I was like, oh, and that was like two albums before this one, I think. Yeah. Like I started, I was like, oh, this he's doing something different here. He was severely underrated as far as musicianship goes. And he has so much. He's like twenty. He's like twenty four. Yeah. He has so much potential. He was very talented when it came to playing the instruments and like being able to jam. Right. Like he had almost like that that kind of um well, like Anderson Pac. Like he has that ability to just sit down with a bunch of musicians, not really have any sort of direction and for an hour be able to just entertain you. It was rumored that, like, think before I good AM, that he recorded like four hundred songs. Wow! And that he just repeat. He, he didn't. He didn't know. He didn't know how to place them because he just was just recording stuff. So, no, he he was someone I was looking. I was looking. He went to someone who I kind of like just watched on the side to 
when this album came out, I was seeing if he came to Houston. I was like looking for dates so I can go see him. And he just passed away. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, no, it sounds like it was like I'll put this there because of what happened, but honestly, he was there before this even happened. Yeah. And it's just and it, and I think listening to it now, listening to the struggles that he was going through on the album, and listening to it posthumously, it just adds another air to it. Mm-hmm. So it does so I'm not gonna say it doesn't add anything to it. Because some of the um, lyrics are almost like, you know, haunting. Yeah. I bet when he talks about certain things, it's like, you saw how it actually ended. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace to Mac, man. Um, That's a really good album, though. What's your track? Um, I actually have two. It's either Self Care or Jet Fuel. Jet Fuel is fucking great. That's yeah. a great call, man. It is. So, but I mean, the Self Care has, had, like I said, Self Care is like, Listen to it posthumously. It's just yeah. like, man, damn. Yeah, like it, it really it makes you feel something like shit. Yeah. So that's why it's, you know, and Jet Fuel just bangs. Yeah, Jet feels hard. Yeah. So that's my number seven. Number six is Shrem, the third album by Ray Shremard. Now, I got a real problem with this. Okay. It's three albums. Yeah, but they all sound different. But it's three albums. They all sound different, though. So this should be your seven, six, and five. No, because the two of them, two of them are, solo, are solo efforts. That's the thing. So you can't say it's from Ray Shremmerd if it's not all Ray Shremmerd. Is Ray Shremmerd even really Ray Shremmerd if there's no Sway Lee? No. Well, this, then it's just Slim Jimmy. Right. So yeah. how are we calling this a Ray Stremmerd album? Because they have two one album there together. Why didn't they just release them individually? Because I want you to... They, Why didn't they go like Migos and just put out individual they actually albums? Were, they actually were aiming at the Outkast thing, the Speaker Box and Love Below. They're trying to do that. Don't you dare. That's what they were doing. I don't care. Don't you ever in your life, in the same breath... Why are you mention, doing that? Mention Why are you doing mention that? Outkast... And Ray Shremmer. Why? Like, why? You have to state our take. I'm saying, yeah, you say, hey, but why you gotta do no, this? You have to, you have to just, just go with me on this. <laughs> I actually believe it. Just, just. <laughs> Don't you ever in your life mention Outcast and Ray Shremmer? Are you crazy? Wow. Ray Shremmer ain't hip hop. <laughs> Ray Shremmer don't got bars. Ray Stremmer ain't real. What is real? I don't know. What is real, black man? I mean, they wrote for Beyonce. So they got that they got that real money. What do you like about this album so much? I like about the album is that um it is it it does a lot of different things and it like really experiments. There are some misses, I won't say that much, but I feel like they hit more than they miss mm-hmm. in terms of um the uh their experimentation yeah with uh different sounds different beats they are just different ways of trying to approach a song um, how different is it from strum life one um it's different in the fact that they're like you can tell they're just really going for like the, like some of their beat choices or some of the um the user choices like they're just really just trying to go out like power glide starts off with violins 
Yeah. Also a nice little head nod to Three Six Mafia on that. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. It's like and Juicy J was on the on the track too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm saying like they just really they really they really like they really experiment with things and I like how they just try to make their own lane and do their own thing with the music. No, I like Ray Sherman. I'm actually really excited to see like what they come up with like five years from now. Yeah. Yeah, because they're because they're really trying to do new things on this on on this album, and like it was even though it was a triple album, it didn't feel like exhausting. You yeah. know what I mean? So because it easily could have. I will admit that when I first heard Power Glide, I was like, "Oh God, fucking another four loop Mike Will made it song." Right. And then by like the third time I heard it, I was like, "Oh no, I can't get this out of my head. Exactly. This is a good one. Right. This is a hit. Yeah, it's a banger. Like, it it's is. just fucking sucks. I hate when I'm wrong." Yeah, like, <laughs> like you try to hate him if you want to, but you can't. What's your favorite song? Actually, my favorite song on this one is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay. And that's what? That was number five? No, that was like seven. That was number six. That was six. 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 My bad. Number five is The Carters, Everything is Love. This is what we think, This is what we think, man. I can't believe we made it. Check. Put some respect on my check. I pay me inequity. Pay me inequity. Watch me reverse out of dicks. He got a bad bitch, bad bitch. We live in lavish, lavish. All right. So, I mean, okay. Damn. Let's talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the couple duet album and why this did not make the kind of splash that you would expect. Okay. Why didn't it hit? Harder think, than it did. I think. I think because Beyonce, well, Beyonce's Lemonade came out, that smashed everything. And then Jay Z's album came out, that smashed everything. So people just expected this to just be everything times twelve, and it's for like it should be the number one album ever made ever because they did things that by themselves, and it wasn't that at all. But I think it's still. I think it's still a solid, I think it was still a great album though. Do you think that it's? Oh, all right. Why did they go by the Carters and not Jay and Beyonce? Jay Z and Beyonce. They're one. They want they want you know that this isn't one album over another person's album. Mm. This is both their influence, so they couldn't be Jay Z and Beyonce or Beyonce and Jay Z. They come with the Carters. This is both of our sounds together. And that's what the album is for the most part. Like, does it? There's some things that may lean towards more R and B, may lean towards hip hop, but really, it's both their like every song has both of them in the song, and you can feel both of their influence in each song on the track. And they rented out the Louvre. Yeah. To shoot that video. People braiding hair in the Louvre. Like. God damn. And it didn't win video of the year. God damn. MTV VMAs. I can't. How dare you. That's what I'm saying. So I listened to the album once. Admittedly. Because I don't have title. Okay. And while I did enjoy it, it, I, I don't, nothing really stuck out to me. I don't know. But maybe I need to listen to it again. I mean, that, that you know, well, I feel like Seven One Three should stuck out for you if you're from, if from Houston. It did. They even they even have like a chopped and, uh, a chopped version of this whole album. Really? Yeah. Interesting. DJ Candlestick and um, what's up? Yeah, yeah, but it's just it's screwed and chopped. So you fuck with this album that much? I don't know if I fuck with that much, but it's a good album. Like if you said albums of the year, then yeah, definitely. Okay. My my favorite track on that is Ape Shit. Cause try not to go Ape Shit to that song. 
Beyonce kills that shit. Even though she didn't, even though, even though, like, um, Offset wrote the raps. She I was gonna say, good. would it be better if it was just a Migos track? No, actually, it wouldn't. You don't think so? No, I think Beyonce. Yeah, I think she needed for that. Who do you think is a better rapper, Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. I think we. Just, I think we found that out with Ape Shit. <laughs> I don't know. Rihanna snapped on Lemon. I'm just saying. I know it did, but I do. Mean, do we want a Beyonce and Rihanna rap album? Secretly? No, because someone have to write that. Like someone's writing all so? of it. So, I mean, don't you think it would be kind of fun to hear that and call it R and B? I gotta give me a single. I gotta get a single first before I sign on to that. I don't think so. I, I need a I, single. I would want it. I need a single for sign on to that. I kind of want it. I don't know. All right, what else you got? Number three is Saba. Care for me. The single the one that wasn't as honest. But this is what they say make you die this and no okay. Alright, this was the most interesting choice I thought. You thought so? On your list, yeah. Why? Um I don't know. It's just not I don't think a lot of people know who Saba is. Probably not. And you're cheating yourselves. But he's a he's a he's a rapper outside of Chicago, located in Chicago also. Um, his song his song's a little bit more on the it's like more it's kind of has a jazzy feel to it. Mm-hmm. Almost it's, it feels almost like spoken wordy at, at some points. Right. But um, very mid nineties Chicago. Right. Almost common, a little music soul childy. Yeah. Uh, what is that? What do they call that? Um, what did they used to call that genre? Uh, Backpack? No, fucking. Oh, God, it's like the like the neo soul. Yes, neo soul. Thank neo you. Soul. God. Yeah, yeah, the, he has that vibe in his songs though. But I mean, I think that he um he can he he, he can tell a story, he can paint a picture with his with his lyrics. Um, it's not it's also not super heavy. Um, it's not like super heavy boombastic type. Things it's like it's a very it has a very mellow sound to it. This is very um, have your shoes off, candles lit, got the girl coming over kind of yeah kind of vibe yeah. Or if you just sit at home chilling and just don't want to be riled too much. Sure, but also if you have the girl coming over and your toes are out, and you got candles toes out. Yeah. What's your favorite song? My favorite song on this is Gray, and I. I just like how it sounds. It's just like like the flow and the beats coming together. It's a very mellow, mellow, mellow track. I just like it. I can't give you another reason outside why I like it besides that. That's fair. That's fine. No judgment here, bro. Right. Number two is Caliucci's Isolation. Very surprising choice. No, actually, that's number number, number, that's number three. Oh, number three. spoiler! It's number three. That's number three, and it's Caliucci's though. Isolation. Oh, okay. Number three is Caliucci's Isolation. I remember I was remember that song. Do you love her as much as I love her? Because I love her. She's pretty great. Like I remember, like I'm a big fan of the Gorillas, and like they always fuck with her. Yeah. And they don't. And the thing about the Gorillas, they don't fuck people that don't have talent. 
Like, they don't fuck with anybody they don't have to fuck with. Exactly. So, like, if you, if you see someone, like, featured on Gorilla's track, they're probably about their shit. Yeah. So, I remember seeing her on all their stuff. Like, on many, on many um, I think, collaborations with them. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I think I, I finally saw... She, she came out with her own stuff before, but I didn't know about her till the um, Girls Club collaboration. Yeah. So, though she put out isolation, I got that. And honestly, like, from beginning to end, this is a great CD. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I discovered it, too, when she came out with the Gorillas on the... What's it called? She's she's my caller. Yeah, yeah, it's a great song. That song is fire. Great song. But yeah, this album's good, huh? It's great. It's great. It's one of the like, and I just heard it probably a month ago, and yeah, it's a dope, it's a dope album. Heavy rotation. Yeah, heavy rotation, definitely. Um, my favorite song on there is "Feel Like a Fool." It's kind of almost like a fifties almost vibe to it, but it's very current and. Um, yeah, it just sounds nice. It's, good, mm. it's a good song. My favorite song on track. But like I said, from beginning to end, it's just good tracks yeah. on the song on the album. So I could that, that could be any one. That could be any other song easily, easily. How many tracks is it? I'll say like fifteen, maybe. Damn. Yeah. All right. Full bodied. Full bodied. Full bodied album. Bodied album. Number two is Blood Orange Negro Swan. Another album I don't, or another artist I don't think. He's kind of like a British Frank Ocean. Wow. Yeah. So, Imagine that. Yeah. So his. And some of his songs sound Frank Ocean-y, but it's almost like even more out there. Like I, you, I, I picked a favorite track, but honestly, like the whole album just flows together to the point that like you can, I mean, you could pick a track, but it all kind of goes together. It's kind of just like an experience from beginning to end. Mm. Yeah. So my favorite song is Orlando. It's the first track on the song on the album. Like I said, it just kind of flows all together anyway. What's it called? Uh, Negro Swan. Negro Swan. Yeah. No, what's the first track called? Orlando. Orlando? Yeah. Is that is there a reason for that? I don't think so. Oh, okay. No reveals, I can't find it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, shout out to Orlando anyway. Whoever you are. I assume that's a person. Maybe it's a city. Not, Who knows? I hope he's not talking about Orlando, Florida. Uh, I don't know. I hope not. I hope not. Maybe he's like a really big magic fan. Ha! <laughs> That would make, make more sense of all this. That was your number two album? That's number two. All right, number one. Number one is the internet hive mind. My love, let's get this straight. This ain't just show, this ain't just stage. So no more standing ovations brought. Place, baby. Save it for the main stage, baby. Go back to where you came from. That album is it's amazing. All right, so we got to talk about the internet because they just came to town. Yes. My Snapchat timeline was full of the internet yeah. videos. Yeah. Why does everybody love the internet so much? The internet is, they're, they're low-key a super band because the thing is that everyone in that band is immensely talented. And I've discovered them in like 2015 when they came with the album Eco Death. And that was a great album. But what they did was they all kind of, I think the drummer, 
the guitarists, they all had their own albums in the meantime for like that three years. They all just split up and did their own and, and did their own thing. They all put out their own albums. They worked on their own sound. And then they came back together for this thing and, and this one called Hive Mind, which kind of makes sense. Yeah. If you think about that. And that, that's why the title makes sense. But, but they just are phenomenally talented musicians. They seem to have that same. I don't know if you remember when the roots started bubbling. Mm-hmm. Like they were just like this small little band out of Philly, but everyone was like, "Yo, you got to see them live." Like that was the big selling point for the Roots was you got to see them live. Right? Is the internet a band that you need to see live in the, order to really appreciate? The thing about seeing them live is that, and honestly, it doesn't sound that much different. It sounds different from what you hear on the um, on the uh, album. But it's just because you there be little improvisations in their what what in, in their instrument playing, but they sound just as good, mm-hmm. like live as they do on their album, if not better. And they're just they just have and they have like an awkward presence because like I mean, um, like the lead singer is a uh, is like it's not what you it's not what you expect to see from a lead singer. Like they just have that they have a look also that matches the sound. It's like you don't expect that to come from that. Yeah. It's so important to be able to carry over that performance from the record to the live stage show. Yeah. That's something that's missing with, I think, a lot of hip-hop acts. Yeah, no, but they do that seamlessly. Yeah. Seamlessly. And it shows because they're another band that haven't had like a huge radio hit. Right. But all their shows are sold out. All of them. And their album is obviously making an impact yeah so what's your favorite song my favorite track is bravo 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 indeed sir yeah (laughs) now that is there's some honorable men yeah but now that's if you i feel like it doesn't matter i feel like it doesn't matter what music you're into also you can like this album right if like, you just appreciate musicianship, pretty much. Period. Like about R and B, if you just like music, you'll like this album. And yeah. they, I think I don't care what genre of music that you favor, you'll find something here that you like. That's it's that's just a, very yeah, true. It's just a great listen. Very true. You have any honorable mentions? Honorable mentions are let's see, August Green, um, August Green. That's a, a collaboration with Kareem Riggins, Robert Glasper, and Common, which is crazy because I've. I haven't heard that until you mentioned it to me earlier. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty dope album, too. Didn't crack a set him, but it's up there. It's pretty good. Um, Janelle Monae, Dirty Computer. Yeah. That came earlier this year. She's she's always putting out classic stuff. Yeah, so that that I'll definitely check that out. Um, Amine 1.5. Mm-hmm. That was a good album, too. Another one who's kind of on the bubble. Yeah. Of of really breaking through to the next level. Yeah, he had Caroline. That was like his main thing. He's famous for that um that single. Yeah. Um. But other than that, yeah. But he like this. This is a good album though. Um. Is there any others? Um. I think that's it. Do you yeah. want to talk music videos? Oh yeah. The uh, the thing is, I top music videos because like these aren't music videos to me that 
are probably not the best in the world. They just they just entertain me because I watch music videos just to see the things that are entertaining to me. I'll admit I don't watch music videos nearly as much as I used to. Right, because they're not that great. Um, but in the same vein of music, there's a lot being put out. Yeah, and you just miss a lot. Right. So I've seen like maybe we discussed this earlier. I've seen maybe five music videos all year. <laughs> So when it came time when it came time to put together a top five, I was like, I'll just put together the five that I've seen. <laughs> so what's on your top five music videos for the year? This was a question that we got, by the way, from was it Victor that I? It was Victor, yeah. Victor. Shout out to Victor. Yeah. Top five music videos of the year. My top five, do I have a is it is it five of them? Are you ranking them? Are you going five to one? Or are you just I don't know all type of first? I think I think there's I think there's one that's first. Like I don't think there's a question about the one that's first. And the others that are in there are just kind of in there wherever they want to go. Okay. Like that's how it is. But I have I have a definite number one. Okay. I think I'm gonna name the other these other ones out first. So five to two. Right. Put wherever you can. There's number one. There's definitely there's a number one. Okay. I all have right. my number one too. All right. Yeah. So I'm gonna put out like one of them. That I think is probably lower on the thing is Ric Flair drip. Yes, by um is by Offset. Yeah, um Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage. Mm-hmm. And like this video, I don't make something like this dude is doing anything like amazing. It's just that Ric Flair's in the video. Yep, doing Ric Flair things. He's just being Ric Flair in the video, and I just felt like this is long overdue. What's even more fantastic about it was I don't know if it was on Jimmy Fallon or maybe Saturday Night Live. But they performed it live. Was Ric Flair there? Ric Flair was there. Damn, that's dope. With the with the robe on. See? Both of them had robes on. You can't. You know, how can you not appreciate that? Uh, what? You kidding me? Like I was just like, just because the, the thing is like, with he, if he's not there, it's not on my list at all. Right. If it's just a song called Ric Flair Drip, and he's not there, it's not on my list. But the fact that, that someone finally put Ric Flair in a baller ass rap video, I just don't know why it take this long. Why did it take Offset to do it? Like, why do we have to wait for Offset to do this? Yeah. Speaking of Pusher T, all the references you've made to Ric Flair in your songs. It was Offset. Never once saw the Nature Boy. Right. It was Offset. But hey, we appreciate Offset for doing that. I'm saying like, everyone goes to give Miko's crap. I'm saying like, Offset did this. It was Offset. Yeah. It was Offset. This is definitely going to be on your legacy. This is going on your Wikipedia page. Definitely, he had to even he had to he had to chain with the Ric Flair pin on it too in the beginning of the video. Yeah, hey, he ended it with the Nature Boy um robe on. Yeah, he wore the Nature Boy robe on a video. Like, come on, none of y'all. It was Offset. So if anyone wants to talk about the Migos and that Offset did this. So that's definitely your number one video, right? No, it's not actually. Wow. Okay. Because the thing is, is like even though I appreciate him having him in the video. I mean, that's the only thing in the video that was like, it was cool to see. Yeah. It was definitely cool to see, though. So that's why it's definitely up there. So what else you got? Um, another one I got is Proud. It's by 2 Chains, YG, and Offset again. Really like Offset. He's just doing great things in video-wise. I don't know. Or he's getting detached to good things video-wise. Now, Proud is a song by 2 Chains that is, I think, you, I want to say he did it on Mother's Day, honestly. I don't think I've ever even heard this song. Yeah, it's a proud. It's 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 pretty much paying homage to their mothers. And when the video starts, like I did a double take now because I, I it just kind of played on my loop one day and it was just, it was just proud showing. And I, I didn't like it and showed two chains rapping. I did double take. I was like, that's not two chains. And I looked at it again, 
it was Two Chains' mom dressed as Two Chains, lip syncing his verses. So she had the braids and the she glasses. had the glasses. She had the jumpsuit. Did yeah, she, she have the tra- two chains? Yeah, she had trappy on the she had trappy on the uh, on the leash. For real, I'm mad that you know his dog's name. I watched most expensiveest. That's also <laughs> a great show. It's like to kill time to watch him just do baller things. Like he's winning, by the way. No, two chains is great. He's winning, by the way. Like the fact that I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have a show where I just go and just do baller ass shit in like the most expensive extravagant way, and I'm just have seasons of this. And you're seven feet tall. Like wow. Yeah. What else, so, what else can you do, sir? Right. Like, so he's winning. Just so, and then it's then it's YG's verse. Is YG's verse, and then it's also YG's mom dresses wow. YG. Well, like the like the red unit on. Just yeah, yeah. Bacon back bowling. Yeah, for real. Okay. And then go to Offset's verse, and it's Offset's mom. I mean, they're in the video too, but it's just like their moms are taking more video time than they do, like a lot more. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, I thought it was kind of neat. So I was like, okay, I see you. That lives forever. It does. All right, what else? Another one. Oh, walk out like I talk it just because this, uh, once again, Migos. Offset uh, again. Offset again. You turn offset on. Uh, you get offset off. I don't. No. Don't, don't, do, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you really like this video, huh? It was just fun to watch because like they pretty much did a Soul Train parody, and it's just them as Soul, like performing on Soul Train, and it, it's just fun to watch. Like Jamie, Jamie, uh, Jamie Foxx in his like Don Cornelius type mm. host. Okay, yeah, all right. Like Drake slides in with like a um with like a Jerry curl. Mm. It's a lot of just random things to see. It's just a lot to watch. I'd take in. All right. Okay. I enjoyed it. That's fine. And uh, another one on there is God's Plan by Drake. There's nothing about the video that's like amazing. I'm noticing a trend in your videos. What's your trend? I'm just, saying, I'm just noticing a trend. Okay. It was just Drake in the video and he's just giving it, like helping people out in the street. Do you think that that one is, was a little heavy handed? It was definitely. But I mean, it's not, I still like to watch it. It's still, it's still like to see. I don't like to see other people win i don't want to see other people get money why is he getting money why can't i get money why can't drake come to my neighborhood and give me nine thousand dollars i'm saying man <laughs> i'm just saying he likes houston right he's always here he does houston Atlanta, vegas wasn't that his big i mean his big he, smash hit i mean he donates to strip clubs he i'm sure he, i'm sure i'm How about sure donating to my rent i'm sure th- i'm sure that the shippers are very i uh, feel generosity a lot. Now, with full disclosure, I've never once bought a Drake album. I've never seen a Drake show. I have not supported Drake, but I, I expect Drake to support me. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I wouldn't complain. All right. So those are your that's that's your number one video, right? Right. God's plan. No. 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 What's your number one video? Oh, the number one is This Is America. <gasps> Shocker, right? Shocking. Shocker, right? This was such a good video. It was no, because thing like this is one of the best videos I've seen, period. And it came out of nowhere. Really did. There was no album attached to it. No. It was just a song, and then it was a video, and then he made a whole Instagram account because of the video. And then now that video has wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, 
Wait for it. Wait for it. Still waiting. Guess how many views it has. Um, 100 million? <sighs> Way off. Okay. Guess again. A billion. Not that high. Um, 700 million. Close, but still too high. Damn. 433 million views. Damn. That's just on the official video. I'm pretty sure. Is that on Instagram? No, it's on YouTube. YouTube, okay. But I'm pretty sure that there's other uploads with more views. It was just. Um, How many times did you watch this video? I can't even tell you. I lost count. Because you just to catch everything yeah. that's going on in this video. And the fact that it's all in like three minutes. There's so much happening in these three minutes. It's like a roller coaster. And it's like, it's like, oh, he's dancing on the corner. There's a guy with the back on his. Sh- there's a guy with the. Uh, there's a guy on a sh- on a chair. Mm-hmm. Oh God! He just shot the guy's head. He blew the guy's head off. And then you're just like watching. He's dancing in another room. And he's like dancing with kids. And there's a car behind him. Oh, she just shot the choir. It's crazy. And it's just like on all these places. Like is that death behind him? You're just doing all this shit while you're watching this video. It's all in three minutes. And it brought out the best and the worst of Twitter. Because the best of Twitter, it was like, oh, this is an amazing video. What an art piece. It was art. Love it. For sure. And then it was like the worst of Twitter was like, nah, y'all not understanding the true symbolism behind what he's trying to say. You got to look at it from this perspective, man. And it's just like, uh, y'all doing too much, man. Like, this is, this, is a, this is a video of, like, I'd put it up there with, like, the Michael Jackson quality of videos where he took... The art direction, the care, the attention to detail to another level. It was crazy. It was crazy. I feel like that's like a no brainer for the for the year. Yeah. Like probably for the maybe like obviously probably for a lifetime. It's up there. Yeah. It's hard it's hard to argue against it. I certainly won't. I'll put that at my top video as well. Uh, like for but you say for the year, I'm like that's, that's not even close. Nah, it's not even close. Not even close. Uh, some of my favorite videos. I was I was hard pressed to come up with five, so I only came up with three, and I'm stealing one of yours. So there, I have four. Okay. Black youngster booty. Have you seen that video? I have not. You ever seen that video? I haven't. He's basically he's like tiny, and he's in a strip club, and he just like is just surrounded by butts, and he's like <laughs> dancing on butts, and he like he gets he gets sat on. That's so stupid. And they're like, oh my god, they killed black youngster, and then he like sits up, and he's like, oh, that's great. <laughs> no, it's a great video. You should watch that video. I'm, shit out. I'm actually kind of mad you haven't seen it. Because that sounds I no. I need to see that though. I would have liked your. I mad I didn't see it either. I mad I didn't see it either because it sounds retarded. It's super great. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Um, Kendrick Lamar and SZA, all the stars from the Black Panther soundtrack. Okay. Just like really well shot and nice visuals, right? And all that kind of stuff, right? And then, uh, as I mentioned before, Apex Twin came out with a new album or a new. EP, whatever, and he put out a video for T69 Collapse, and it's just like the perfect kind of glitchy computer terminal cyberpunk visuals to go along with his music, so I thought it was really well done and really fitting for the type of music that Aphex Twin makes. Okay. But it was, I mean, if you if you aren't familiar with that music or if you don't like that music, you probably wouldn't like that video. Okay. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> but that was me. So yeah. That's our music breakdown. So you still want? So you, well, I guess the Ric Flair ones when you still. 
No, or I, this I, still, America. I still this is America. Okay. I mean, I like the Ric Flair video, but like you said, if it didn't have Ric Flair in it, yeah, it's not on there at all. It's not no, on the it's list not even at close. all. I think the rest of the video is just them like shooting dice, basically. Uh, yeah, I think they're them driving cars. Yeah, which but, is like you know, whatever. I mean, it's just it's Ric Flair. Like that's that's the highlight of the video. Like the Ric Flair, mm-hmm. the robes, mm-hmm. like just yeah, give them a little promos promo time. Yeah, got to cut a promo. I'm telling you, like they, I mean, like when they say we want this to be Ric Flair drip for real. Yeah. So that's why I got, I got to appreciate that. Got to. Do you have an extra Damas? I do. I do. I do actually. Let's hear it. Um, I want to, I guess my, piece for the week is that realizing you need help is not a sign of weakness. Mm. Sometimes we're given things that we're ill-equipped to handle. And I know that some, I know that pride is something that people like to rely on in terms of having a scene by yourself and just being thinking that you're good enough or that you have enough to handle these things. Sometimes that could be a double-edged sword for you. And sometimes they have to realize that life can throw things at you that you're not equipped to handle. And someone else might be more equipped to handle that than you are. So even though it takes strength to handle the obstacles in your life, it also takes another type of strength to realize that you are able to admit that you're vulnerable in places and be able to seek out and get help for whatever you might need to have because you you like you just don't want to like leave things and try to like handle everything yourself because it's number to be overwhelmed so i'm gonna feel like things are maybe too heavy so you just have to to ask for help because there are people around you that probably love you want to help you but they don't they won't know unless you ask so they can't reach out and help you so like just don't be afraid to ask for help in certain things or certain areas because sometimes they may sometimes like they may want to People want you to see as much as you want to succeed, so just let them help you. Yeah, you don't have to go through this life alone. Right. Strong, strong Edstradamus this week. Thanks. I, I really appreciate hearing that. Um, here's my pro tip for life, everybody. You ready? Get your pens ready. Write this one down. You got to know your way around the kitchen as much as you know a way around your bedroom. If she walks into your crib and it smells like Axe body spray and gym bags... She's going to be as turned on as a broken Xbox or a stolen PlayStation. So get yourself some fresh herbs, a choice bottle of olive oil, and learn how to keep the lumps out of your polenta, fam. Because I'm telling you, a good smelling kitchen will always get you further than a nice set of abs. Facts. Big facts. Facts. And who's don't use Axe Body Spray anymore anyway? Like I assume that everyone that listens to this podcast is of age should not be using Axe Body, body, body Spray. It smells terrible. Don't do that to yourself. Don't use any Axe products. Period. Don't use the shampoo. Don't use the deodorant. Don't use the body spray. Don't use the shave cream. The only Axe you should have is one that you actually chop down trees with. Yeah. Like yeah, we should we should be beyond the point of using Axe Body Spray. I don't think I can tell you that. I mean, I'm glad that he said it just so he can be said, but I feel like you should know that. The only reason I mentioned that is because I was at the gym the other day, Uh and I swear to God, this guy was wearing Axe Body Spray. How old was he? 
older than me. Mm. Had yeah. to have been. Now I like I'll allow kids to wear it because they don't know no better. Like you don't know any better. You're only sixteen, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know any better. Like you're you're so you're figuring you're figuring out so much stuff right now. Yeah. That this is probably like on the back burner of things that you need to really think about at this mm-hmm. point in your life. So if you're like in still in high school, I'll allow it. Even if you even if you got out of college, you have like a grace period. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like even like I have a grace period, like even coming out of college. But like I think around your sophomore year, okay, like we should not be doing this anymore, guys. Yeah, you got to move on to a fine bottle of cologne or, if you're even into wearing scents at all. Right, or just like a fine bottle of cologne, or just a nice soap. Of yeah, some sort some good soap, a, a nice deodorant, and some yeah, good shampoo. Like, yeah, if you don't if you don't wear if you don't wear anything, that's fine. Just don't wear Axe though. Like if you don't wear cologne, okay. You just shouldn't be wearing Axe, though. At some point, you have to retire that. What shampoo do you use? Um, <laughs> Ed's bald. Right. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. Axe, you shampoo, though. I use whatever's there. <laughs> I, wash my, I have to wash my scalp. Scalp care is important. What do you put on your scalp? I have like a, I have like a, I put like extra lotion. Yeah? Yeah. But do you put like any like oil or anything on it? Oil, like what oil? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. How do you take care of your scalp? Keep it moisturized. Just so you just throughout the day, you just oil it up? Not oil it up throughout the day. I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like giving it like, I'm not lubing it up every day, but they say, it's a lotion on it. Would you believe me if I told you that one day I was at the gym and I saw a man putting olive oil? Oh, why? On his skin? Why? On his elbows and his knees? Why? They make lotion. I don't know, but he had a bottle of this, the exact same bottle of olive oil that I had in my kitchen to cook with. And he was rubbing it on himself. See, in a delicate manner. In a delicate manner. See, y'all doing so much with that, man. Like all these home remedy stuff. Sometimes just get the bottle of lotion. I know that they have these like DIY videos, like you can do this with like olive oil and I don't know, um, brown sugar and a toothbrush. Like that's fine. <laughs> but just sometimes just grab the bottle of lotion. Like you got the DIY everything all the time. Don't go slathering yourself up with like Crisco in the gym. Don't do that. I mean, I'll say this. He did not look like he was using it for very long. You know what I'm saying? It looked like he just started. Like, he was, like the, the bottle was fairly full. I was staring at him. I'm not going to make any, any qualms about it. I was no. staring at this man, and I was no, observing him. No, you should him. be stared at because you're putting on olive oil. Yeah. On your elbows. Yeah. I'm going to stare at you. I was like, why are you looking at me? I'm looking I, at the guy putting on cooking oil on his on his joints. Yeah, no. I noticed it. I noticed every little detail Please continue. It. The bottle was pretty full. It looked like he hadn't been doing it very long. He looked like he was very embarrassed to do it, which was another thing. It's like, if you're already embarrassed to do this, why do it Just in a public lotion. space? Just get lotion. Yeah. It looks way less weird. Or like at the have- very least, oil. Like sesame seed oil. I got some body oil, dude. Oh, bro. It changed my whole life. Uh, I don't know sesame seed oil. Like, just, I don't know if it's like sesame seed oil, but it like it has like sesame seed oil. Yeah, in but it. it's probably is it is it marketed as body oil? Yeah. Then you should just wear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if it says like good, good goes good for sautéing or frying, leave it off your skin. I mean, I'm pretty sure if I threw myself into a frying pan, I'd I'd crisp up real nice with this oil on. Probably. But it's not used for that. No, that's not the. Why don't y'all do too? Y'all doing too much. I look great naked with it on. I don't know what what. Why do we go there? Uh, I don't know. You but really, I, I, you stay thirst trapping. I'm, 
You stay there, Shepard. Hey, man, I'm out here. I it's, mean, a hol- it's a holiday season, man. I'm trying to trying to you know find someone to cuddle with. So they, I mean, <laughs> all right, are we done? I think we're done. I guess so. Like, yeah, on that. I guess on that note, yeah, on that I, note, I, I, I pick another note. But fuck it. I guess we got it. We got. <laughs> no, there's no other note. Shit. All righty, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>